And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Da 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 da! Hi. Hi. It's Hello. us. We're it's back. Us. We're back. It's early morning, and yet we're full of vim and vigor. <laughs> I've never been so stoked to yes. do a podcast. Cocaine hasn't worn off. That's right. My name is Mike Sweeney. I'm Jesse Gaskell. And uh, we're still writers on The Conan Show, and we are here to talk about Inside Conan. All things Conan. Conan. Yes. Yes, yes. And it's all we do is talk and think and eat and sleep Conan. My wife loves it. <laughs> uh, it's really enhanced our relationship. <laughs> I have Conan-footed pajamas that I wear to bed. I don't want her to forget what I do for a living for one second. Oh, she could never forget all of her vacations being canceled. Yes. Not all. <laughs> The staycations are great, too. Yes. <laughs> she gets a vacation from you, and that's oh, nice. Oh, that's that's uh, bigger ones in the works. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. She, what? I'm joking. What a horrible way to find this she- out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm. It's good though. I, I'm. I, you know, it's good if, as a husband to always keep her on her toes. Keep me on my toes. Oh yeah. Yeah, not her on her toes. It keeps things fresh. No, she's she's. Well, Never. Let me, let's yeah. not go into it. Uh, Who's no. with us? Oh, why, we have here. a show today. We, there's a third in the I, room. I was just taking a stab at small talk. <laughs> <laughs> so people really get to flesh out our personalities. Uh, we've got a fantastic guest. I'm so excited he's here. I can't believe we booked him. A good old nice. friend. And I'm very always happy when I see him. It's Dan Gore. Dan Gore, welcome to Inside Conan. Thank you guys so much for having me. Whoa. I'm, I'm so flattered to be here. <laughs> it's a huge pl- fan. Huge fan of the pod. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> huge fan of the pod. <laughs> Dan, of course, one of his hallmarks is saying things. Flattery. Yes, he's incredible. <laughs> call, yeah. And then you, you have to probe. And, and, you know, a lot of times it's true. He's got he's got the facts to back things up. So. Yeah. Uh, these are, it's beyond facts. These yes. Are, uh, this is a lived experience. It, right. Wow. And it's it, in your blood. Dan Gore, as if every single listener doesn't know. Dan Gore was a writer in Late Night uh, in the aughts for several... For, mm-hmm, the yes. early aughts. Uh, for five years. Five, five years. years. Oh, there wow. you go. And then he went on uh, you what, on what a career. Yeah, you went to yeah. work on Parks and Rec. <laughs> Had that been enough? <laughs> and you've created a hit show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Have you heard of it? Uh, I'm sure you have if, yeah. you're, if you no, like comedy. No, you're co-created you're it flattering with me. Mike Schur. All right, we didn't, I mean, yes, technically. Oh, I mean, we, we don't have to mention him. Oh, well, we will he, edit I know his he, name no, 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 He I didn't do much. Oh he didn't God. do much. No, no, no. I just felt like I don't, we will edit it. So Dan Gore on his own created Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's not true either. Oh, no. I really backed myself into it. Why not just go created with Mike, one of my absolute best friends, right. absolutely integral to the thing. Right, right, right. I was just... Cut that out, cut that out, keep going. <laughs> edit point, edit point. So we're with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, sole creator Dan. No, Gore, no, and you I can't say that. No. Um, okay. So anyway, it's great to see you again. It's yeah. great to be here. And... Uh, we have so much to talk to you. Yeah. You want to, well, why don't we start by talking about late night where you worked for. Well, actually, my years, experience with Mike Sweeney starts Ooh. prior to late night. Oh, Ooh. yay. Mike Sweeney is almost. The, he's your babysitter. He's my, he's my babysitter. <laughs> he's my babysitter. And uh, uh, he taught me how to French kiss. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, with a teddy bear. Yeah. I, I just want to. The teddy be bear clear. was watching. But yeah. <laughs> it, was not, it was not me because you were um, like no. nine. Uh, my uh, so 
I was I had been at the Daily Show for a few years. I was yes. at the Daily Show for three years. Right. Uh, and with then John Stewart. With John Stewart. With John Stewart. All right. Not Craig Kilborn. Uh, I was with Craig right. Kilborn for a few oh, months. You were? Oh, is that okay. true? Yeah. I had a writing partner at the time. We started with Craig Kilborn, then we were there with John Stewart. Wow. Cool. Oh, right. That So you survived the transition. And then mm-hmm. I left the Daily Show. Right. And I was like, I'm never leaving New York. There weren't a lot of jobs in New York. For for television. For television. Right. There are a lot of jobs. It's a giant right. city. <laughs> a big, there were millions of other it's jobs. It's a humming economy. Yeah, bus yes. driver. Yeah. yeah. So, and I was working for a show called Last Call with Carson Daly. Right. Oh, a show that I didn't realize until recently was still on. And just got, just ended. Just ended. And that that blew my mind. There's a new, uh, a woman host for that time slot, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, Lily Singh. Right. Yeah. Has she started her show? It's coming in September. I think think they've started writing for it. Okay. By the time this airs, perhaps. Yes. Sounds like Jesse's jumping ship. Ah. So I, uh uh-oh. Oh, and and so Carson, we should explain, it it was a half-hour show after the the uh, Conan show. Yes. And it came on at 1.30 at night. It came on at 1.30 at night, prize time slot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And it was really finding itself. At first, they thought it was going to be a comedy show, and then it was just going to be bands, and... Uh, I wasn't sure that I wanted to. I wasn't sure. It, it, it was a sort of a career impasse for me. Right. And I had a friend, Allison Silverman. Yes. Yeah. Who was we, a writer on the, on the Daily Show and then moved over to Conan. Conan, right. And so I said to her, I'm thinking of applying to law school. Right. And she said, Oh, you were at that much of an impasse. Yeah. No, wow. I took the LSATs. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. So I took the LSATs. I should say, <laughs> it's not I'm thinking of applying. I had gotten into law school. Right. Oh. And uh, she yeah, said, Yeah, you might as well brag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you got into law school. Pretty good. Law school. So uh, I got into law school, and she said, "Why don't you talk to Mike Sweeney? He was a lawyer. Oh, he'll tell you if he thinks it's a good idea. It's my scarlet letter. He'll talk you off the ledge. It's almost exactly what she said. (laughs) We take the elevator up." Uh, Doors open to Conan. You happen to be there right in the bank. I was waiting for you. I just (laughs) stand in the hallway and answer people's questions about law school. Like a sage, you were like a yogi with cross legs. Yes, of course. But uh, Allison explained the situation. I won't repeat it. We just said it. And you looked at me for a second and you said, you should go to law school. (gasps) Right. Oh, my God. And it was not a bit. That is so brutal. It was not a bit. It was was an absolute joke. I went, what? Uh, and then maybe it was a joke, but of at course, that moment- No, I no. I tell people to go into trade school, which is what <laughs> law school is. It's like, you should become a plumber. Of course I was Just joking. so you know, at that moment, Smiley- I, I didn't even know you. I, I feel like, I know. But you were like, we talked for two seconds. You said, go to law school. Then Smiley came up and he's like, Sweeney, I need you. And he took you out. So I had no idea it was a bit- Oh, earth no. shattering. It was a bit earth shattering. Uh, no, you're j- you could have reversed the course of history. We might not have but Brooklyn Nine Nine right now. But you did reverse the course of history because I, then weeks later you hired me. Oh, I, when I was a stand-up comic, <laughs> there were so many comics lo- who were lawyers during the day, and they're like, "I don't know what to do," and I'm like, "For God's sake, stop being a lawyer!" Like. Anyone successful lawyers, if I meet them, I'll be for God's sake, what are you doing? Just this get out the, of it. It's I mean yeah. the it's the worst job ever. I would never <laughs> I just want to be clear, I would never ever tell anyone <laughs> I wish I could go to law school. myself in time and tell I myself know, that back. But I know well, I, you didn't I, go to law school, so I, it, I, know, it was, I, I so didn't it, listen to you at all. What do you mean? You <laughs> no, want actually, time you know what, travel? I think for real, it but was you probably very had useful. a harrowing few weeks well, that you were I think it was the harrow. Which, <laughs> which forced me to realize I didn't want oh, to do to it. Oh, to decide. Oh, yeah. The harrow put me on the straight and oh, narrow. That's see, that's what I was. <laughs> well, okay. Now I can admit I, I. It was purposeful. It was all part of my plan to give you. We've. Two I think we've weeks. all been the victim of one of Sweeney's what? bits. That no. no, you're just very good at delivering things deadpan, and then yeah. if you don't know you, devastating. 
Devastating. Then you don't realize that it's a joke. Speaking of harrow and narrow, yeah. does Conan still say do some and, and then, then some? some. Uh, it, it's tr- it's tailed off. Wait, it has. I thought. Oh, am I wrong? He had just come up with that. Yes. Oh my god. The time that I saw him do it. And it. Uh huh. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it turns uh, out it's it's on a sign on a. I found out years later it's. It's on a sign of a Chinese restaurant in oh. Boston area. Wow. Every time the PA at Brooklyn Nine Nine comes in to say lunch is here, <laughs> I say Paul Revere. I feel like it's like a Conan kind of. Do you say less is more and less is Moonves? No, that's but I an do, old one. That, is that predates the Moonves. I always think of less scandals. Is of a, I want to have a, a character named Less Ismore. On oh. the show. Less like is Mr. more. Ismore, yeah, yeah. Mr. Less is more. Mm-hmm. You want to? I, I, you I've probably written, have the power to do that. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, I, so we're I all should. expecting. Yeah. Well, it will be a, probably an unmentioned character. Okay. But yes. <laughs> if you read the script. You want, you want that in the show, but you don't want people to know that it was I don't yours. want people to say less is more, Mr. I, less is more. As sole creator of the we, show, you should be able to just oh, throw that in. God, this was such an awkward way to start this. It really was. <laughs> just, and it was my fault. I, I was, no, it wasn't your fault at all. We're such gotcha journalists. No. And then, you right, know, as a right. joke. And then, see, this so is I a have a question for you. Oh. I, I, when you take the LSATs, uh-huh. how long, like, can you, do you, would you have to take them again if you decided I, to go to law oh, school now? Oh, that's a now? great question. Can I just say I looked into that? Okay. <gasps> <laughs> I looked into that. How recently? Um, after, I <laughs> think <laughs> after I, like the first year at Conan. Uh-huh. You know, I, I wasn't sure how I was doing. No, I looked into it probably five years Afterwards, and I think they're only good for two no, of years. Of course, oh yeah. 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 Well, I really did look into it. So you, uh, but that's an interesting thing to talk about. Oh, the LSATs? No, no, no. I mean, but let's do some games. When you worked at Conan, <laughs> yes. When you started, that scary feeling of oh, am I? Is this going to work out? Because yes. yeah, you, I feel like sometimes some places lower the boom, and you don't see it coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was very intimidating to start. First of all, I just felt like, again, I think you guys are going to think I'm just being, uh, it's flattery, but it felt like like joining the, um, what's the murderer's row of of the Yankees. It was such a good group of writers. I mean, it was unbelievable. At that time it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it continues to be. It continues to be. You know what? uh, uh, Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't oh, want yeah. to be I'm serious, like, no, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it was all like so funny. Yeah, I'm still heavy like a, hitters. I a, a testament to all the people who who hired the them too. I think hiring is so incredibly hard. Yeah, I and forget I'll, who did hired everyone. Who it was here. you. <laughs> no, but it's a um, great, but it was intimidating, and also writing. I'm sure I I know you guys have gotten into this before, but. Writing on a show like Conan was different, is different than a lot of late night shows because the writers also direct and produce, right. yes. et cetera, right. all of their bits. I don't think we can emphasize that enough. Right. It's, it's so integral. It, it's such a, like, it's such a learning experience. Um, and I had, I think the other nice thing was that a lot of the writers were mentors immediately. So if you pitched mm-hmm. something, I, you know, the first time I got something on, Actually, co-wrote something with Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin and I started on the same day. Is that oh, true? That's great. Yeah, um, and we did a bit which was um, so like a audience asked Conan had to kill some time, and the audience asked Conan a bunch of trivia questions, and then it turned out to be strip trivia. And the bit was that only Conan had to take his clothes off, um, and. I remember we both Dimitri and I had no idea how to produce it, right. but I think Gordo, I think Blitz actually sort of put us a- under his wing. Writer and, Andy Blitz. And, sorry, writer Andy Blitz. Who no, don't apologize. Go, go, go. Um, and it was great. I mean, it was like, it was, you, 
you work with all of the different departments. It really gave me an appreciation. I use it. I use what I learned at Conan all the time at Brooklyn because I really learned that all of these departments are so good at what they do mm-hmm. right. and they are such creative partners. Right. So you would you would have an idea and then you would hand it off to Deb Shaw in uh, in wardrobe, uh-huh. yeah, uh, who was generally in a bad mood because <laughs> dropping a bowling ball. She yeah. had the uh, she had the office underneath the writers' room, and we right. would jokingly throw a bowling ball around. And then, <laughs> right to her, it wasn't a joke. It was yeah. like Hiroshima above her head. Every... She took it as a hostile act. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, or the props department; those right. guys are still with you. Yep. They're unbelievable. Yeah. Yes, and. They would always make things even better. So right. um, my philosophy is always when I'm dealing with the departments at Brooklyn Nine-Nine is always to give them as much leeway to make them true creative partners because they're just geniuses. That's a great, great yeah. approach. And I mean, the props here are so fun and so funny. Uh, yeah, no, we still, it is fun when when something you ask for and it, come and it and comes it's, and it's, it's like your more than you weird nightmare hopes. come to life. I yeah. had a bit which we we had a character and it was bulimic Trojan horse. <laughs> and right. It was like a Trojan horse <laughs> that it could bring it. It was about two feet long and uh, 18 inches tall and uh, it could bring its hoof to its mouth and then the mouth would open and then they would pull out you could pull out a bunch of toy soldiers, soldiers. It, it would vomit yeah. oh tro- my vomit God. trojan uh, oh no the opposite yeah, the, trojans yeah. wait was the trojan oh, soldier Spartans? a gift yeah, for the trojans no the trojans, the trojans were, the tro- were no, no. in the horse. no no because they they, they went into troy they oh, invaded they troy oh boy oh god I that is a real anything. misnomer but yeah <laughs> Fuck you, Homer. <laughs> you really screwed that up. Homer's a dick. Homer is a dick. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a great. Oh, that that's was one hilarious. Of their and, and they I made remember, it work. They made it work. Oh. Yeah, it was great. Didn't they famously some um, some bit called for a dog skeleton, and uh, they drove a oh sheep God. skeleton. A sheep skeleton. Oh, this is a Bill uh, Tall story. Bill Tall yeah. drove. Oh, has he already told this story? <laughs> no, no, but go I ahead. Heard. Well, and he drove to a, a farm in upstate New York, yes. mm-hmm. talked to a farmer and said, do you have a skeleton? Yes. And he said, oh yeah, we recently buried a sheep. <laughs> and they, in he the dead of night, they dug it up. Yes. He boiled the bones and <gasps> bleached them and then and glued them back together. Assembled oh it back together. In a, like a, a facsimile of what a- What a madman. Yeah. What a madman. And there were some missing bones because maybe <laughs> it had been- <laughs> Dogs had already picked over the. Wait, have you guys had him on the show? You have to have him on the show. No, we have we not had Bill on. But oh we're God. saving him. We're, we're for, scared because he also for when we want to get the, the story of cutting the he accidentally oh, cut the. Are we not even allowed to say that? Is that still actionable? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, oh! He yeah, chainsawed. Oh, you did. All right. Yeah. No, not, a, not, not on here. He chainsawed through um, the communications. A conduit, you know, one of those like plastic pipes. There was four pipe conduits. Up. There were full four cables, conduits right? full of cables going through the props room, and he wanted the space to put up a shelf to put stupid toys like, right. like the like, like the Trojan, Trojan horse. Yeah. The prop room in Thirty Sorry, Rock, 30 had, Rock. It was limited space, and we kept we didn't throw props out, so he had all this stuff he had to, to and store. So to gain some space, he took a chainsaw and just yes. cut through the conduits. And there had yes. been tons of these conduits. Yes. and he'd done this piecemeal through the months and nothing had happened. There'd been no problem. And then he cut through one and the five o'clock news just lost all of their communication. <laughs> right. Completely they, went down. It was like 4.55. A live show. A oh live show, a live news show. And we walked downstairs and there's just, we didn't know any of the Mayhem. Back. There was 
absolute mayhem. Uh, like you had queued forty people to run to, in all different directions in the hallway. It was yeah. Did they, At, so they never figured out that it was him. They, they AT and T. Right? Well, the local news, yeah. all their broadcast, the, everyone who was out in the field, all their reports going back to studio six, the, the studio for Live at Five, were through these conduits oh. that. He had sawed through. And so AT&T was just like, emergency. And they're like, you know, we, we traced it. It, it. It's coming from the prop room. And they go in. And he, I think he was already putting shelves yes. up where the conduits were. Can I help you? And uh, uh, it, was, it was great. Oh. Yeah. Um, but so starting there, it was really fun. We would, the, the first sort of Yeah, area, so how, how long do you feel like you were in that panic Right. Place. I the, was in a panic probably for two to seven months. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. that's pretty short. And that's also, short. by the way, <laughs> things I mean, no one obviously this is uh there are no cameras in here, fortunately. Right. None of us are it's like Jeffrey Epstein. We're all wearing uh, jail cell. midriff bearing shirts. Right. <laughs> but um the offices here at, at the current Conan show are very nice. Yeah. I mean, not yes. Like, they're not. Nice. Ex- we're it's not brothers. It's, it's great. It's a nice. It's like a it's nice. Terrific. It's not. It's fine. It's not over the top. Yeah. The offices. I mean, it is. It's pretty. It's nice. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm accusing you guys. No, of no. Uh, yeah. Whatever. But uh, at Thirty Rock, Conan had like a superstition about not renovating the offices, uh, right? <laughs> and so as a result, I started the day after the tenth, the Monday after the tenth anniversary show. Okay. The offices were both tiny. Right. And disgusting. I mean, there were like holes in the wall. Yes. I shared an office that was the size of- Well, from the bowling ball. Yeah, from the bowling ball. But I, there yeah. was also like, somebody would think it was funny to take the bowling ball and throw it through your wall. I, I yeah. did that. Yeah. You Be, were that funny because, person. Well, it wasn't funny. It was an awful thing to do. It sounds like do. a frat house. But, but, well, <laughs> the, you did it. And then the crazy thing in Rockefeller Center, someone just came in the next day and repaired the wall and oh painted it. God. And no one asked questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's so horrible. They but, were probably sorry, so used in to In a people. room that was, I'm not exaggerating, half the size of the room we're in. Yes. So I would say it was like six feet by 10 feet by eight feet. I mean, it was really You're being small. generous. Was, there were three of us in that Three room. riders crammed. Like Guy Nicolucci. Dorm. Guy Nicolucci. Jose Arroyo and I shared that office for three years. And then they finally, Conan, when Conan signed the big contract, or not, the next contract for right. like five years, the right. one that was going to lead to the Tonight Show, right. he agreed to have the place renovated, I think. Because we remember uh, we moved into uh, that other office. Yes, <laughs> we moved right into the Simon Schuster. Oh, room. my God. And the superstition came true. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, uh, but the other thing was we would spend so much time in Sweeney's office. I mean, right. we spent because we were there often until eleven at night. I feel we were there really late. later. Yeah, and when we did clutch at that cargos. time, the hours yeah, sounds cargos. like it was just well, it, con- round the clock. Well, yeah. it, was the, it was built in in that you did the show and we filled out dinner menus before. Yeah. The show. so we were all committed every night to have Eating dinner. Dinner there. And then go back to work. So a lot of times you weren't even getting back to work at after eight. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And then if you had a if you had a remote on the next day right. or something, you might be there until three o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. Or or pull an all nighter editing. Yes, very easily pull an all nighter. Yes. I mean I did the Did you ever sleep in your office? I, you would have to sleep standing up. My office is oh. <laughs> so small. I would have been back on to back with the astronauts. Yeah. Use guy Nicolucci. Have you slept pillow. in your office? Is that why you're asking? Uh, and I only naps. Oh, but I would. But I might, might if I was here. That in front of the old boss <laughs> <laughs> If I I'm was here till boss. three, 
I and I had to be back early. I, I probably would stay. Yeah, there. I think that that panic was always motivating me to stay awake. Yeah, right. Uh, sometimes the editor with whom you were working would be uh, take generous <laughs> naps throughout the day. Oh, but, there was one editor. I, I, we shouldn't say his <laughs> name. <laughs> but it was really fun to stay. Uh, so uh, actually, the craziest one of these yeah. editing sessions was. I went on the remote with Andy Blitz to India. Oh, God, right. yes. And when Please we came tell us about back that. from India, I mean, that in and of itself was just unbelievable Crazy. and epic. Yes. But when we came back from India, we had two weeks to get down about, you know, six hours of footage. Right. And we got it down to 12 minutes. Conan screened it at rehearsal. Right. And then he said, it needs to be six minutes. Oh. <laughs> and it needs to be tonight. <laughs> wow. And And at that point, Blitz and I had been, we'd pulled like three all nighters. Three o'clockers yeah. or yeah. all nighters yeah, yeah. in a row. And then Sweeney came in and we just hacked it. We just cut it in right. half. Wow. Right. And it, I thought it was going to be impossible. And it, of right. course it was totally possible. Uh, not hacked. We went in and oh, yes. sculpted. Hacked like a surgeon <laughs> into, into and yeah. brought out the statue. Like Bill Tull with a pipe of cable. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. And How, it, it, I, I, I can't believe you shot six hours of footage for We shot, well, first of all, it was going to be two wow. remotes. We oh, shot, right. we went, uh, the crew that came with us was a um, was a an English crew, and they had just gotten camera back crew. camera crew. Sorry, so they met us. Okay, they had just gotten back from shooting in Afghanistan, and they oh said God. to oh us, my, "Oh my God!" They said to Jeff Adio, who was the producer at the time, and Chilemi, Chilemi. Was there, uh-huh. they said. Uh, after two days of shooting, they said, this is the hardest job we've ever done. <laughs> uh, harder like, than Afghanistan. Harder than Afghanistan. Just because, like, we would just go. We would just keep right. the – it was like shooting with oh, Conan. We right. would just keep the camera yeah. up. Andy's right. an unbelievable – Andy Blitz is an unbelievable improviser. Yes. You never knew what you would get. Right. Yeah. And they – at a certain point, refused to hold the camera anymore. I mean, yeah. it was like it they're was, heavy cameras. They are yeah. heavy cameras. Incredible. Oh my god! Well, they've so never even done a Smigel remote, so yes, I don't <laughs> think they would last long. Yeah, <laughs> amateurs. Uh, and remind us of the premise of this. The remote. premise of the remote was that Andy, um, that Andy's computer had a lot of malware on it, like ads. Ad, Andy, Andy was a writer. Andy on was the a show. writer on the yeah. show. Um, so he was playing himself, basically. By the which way, I, is, yeah. I should say, I think this is all available on uh, Conan 20 yeah. or whatever. The, uh, sure. Yeah, it, it is. Absolutely yeah. is. I mean, go yeah. check it out, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm assuming you're back. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, uh, but, and so he, we were going to take it. This was really the start of outsourcing this era. Was right. when, I mean, this was like 2004. Right. And so the idea was to take the computer to IT. We called IT. IT was having trouble explaining um, how to fix the computer. Mm-hmm. And then Andy oh, over said, the phone. over the phone. And then Andy said, you know what? Why don't I just take it to you? And then we did a hard cut uh-huh. to an airplane flying and then landing at, it was Rajiv Gandhi International Airport. Yeah. Uh, and we did it. We went through the streets yep. of Bombay. And he uh, carried uh, his, he carried his desktop computer. With <laughs> he carried his desktop <laughs> in every shot. In every shot. Oh my God. And we got in all kinds of trouble and he got his hair cut. Mm-hmm. One of the things that got cut out was he got his hair, his head shaved by a barber. Right. And then the barber, he's completely bald. Andy is. And the barber nicked his <gasps> head and there was just blood <laughs> pouring down. It was so funny oh, we looking. gotta find that outtake. Um, wow. And the other thing we did was we shot a Bollywood, a, re- right. a re- different remote, which was that Andy Blitz was trying out for a Bollywood movie. <laughs> right. Which. I mean, if you're there, you might as well. That's what our take and, was. Yeah. And you shot it in the IT. We shot oh. it. We ended up shooting one bit of it there, but we also went to a, one of their ma- massive film cities. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we filmed in a lot of different locations. And we also met with an agent. 
an Indian right. agent. And there was this great moment where the Indian agent said, we added, we had a, um, a conference room at the hotel and we were going to shoot it this kind of real life meeting between Andy and the agent. And Andy right. was going to show clips that he'd done on Conan, uh-huh. right. which were all incredibly stupid. Yeah. It was like he right. had one clip. The clip he showed him was him just saying the word Abba <laughs> over and over again. He had a bit where he would just go Abba, 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 Abba. Abba. So, but we had set him up as if he were a very important actor. Yeah. That was talent. Right. And then that was going to be Emerging talent, yeah. And the guy said, hey, I think it would be really cool I'm going to make myself look cooler. I'll be on the phone. This was the agent, uh-huh. the Indian agent. He said, I'll be on the phone when Andy walks in uh, and I'll pretend and I'll go like, hey, uh, give me a couple minutes. Uh-huh. I'm on a call. And I was like, okay. Oh, I love when people suggest their own yeah. bids. By the way, this yeah. guy turned out to be great. But I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So then I went up to Andy and I was like, just so you know, he's going to do this. And Andy's like, okay, I got it. <laughs> so what Andy did was he entered the room the guy was on the phone, but so was Andy. And then the guy went, I'll be two minutes. And Andy's like, no, take your time. And then the guy hung up, and then Andy made him wait for a full two minutes to finish Andy's call. Oh, that's <laughs> that was great. Funny. And the guy figured out what the bit was, but yeah. was actually very, very nice and very that's good. That's hilarious. That's great. But that was the craziest remote. I, How long were you there for? Uh, we were there. This sounds like weeks of shooting. We yes. shot for a week. Oh, you were wow. there a week? I think we I mean, shot it takes for, two I, days I don't to remember. Get there. Yeah, but we started to shoot the next day. Yeah. And then my stomach had uh, some issues. Yeah. And then Adio was That's actually very nice. Issues. Was like, why don't you, why don't we just take the day off? Oh, yeah. And so we didn't shoot the first right. day. I mean, it was like, the, the interesting thing also is India is, I don't know if anyone here has been to India. No. no, I haven't. My wife is part of an Indian family. So I've gotten a number of right. That was actually the first time uh-huh. I've been. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. But uh, India is like overwhelming. Right. And you, we couldn't. I couldn't even cross the street in front of the house, the, in front of the hotel. The traffic was so bad. But oh, then, as wow. soon as we were shooting the bit, right, it was like you just you have this work superpower. And I would like go into the middle of a like a super highway and be like, and, "All right, stop, stop. All right, let's go, let's go. We I gotta get, get." You just get this producing yeah. thing. Which you is were doing nuts. that on the streets of uh, yeah. in India. That's oh, that's great because that footage that you came back of Andy walking down the street, it, you. There's no mistaking where you are. It's it's such a different world. There's that one shot where he's on a bullocks. You know, right? Like, uh, he's on a cart that's pulled by a wow. by yes. a bullocks, and you be like tilt up, and we had to stop just a random farmer who yeah. was taking right. his goods to market. Right. Explain. And it's was, for right. a late night show. Right. Yeah. And then Andy's just sitting there. It's on at 1230, but, yeah. you know, maybe it'll move up to an earlier slot. It's not online yet. It'll he's be like online. A, we'll, after the couple. internet's invented. Right. Remember that? <laughs> Right. Look, didn't Conan always confuse himself with Ted Koppel? Yes. What happened to Ted Koppel? Is he he's oh, I don't retired? Know. He's he okay. Still with he's us? Okay. Yeah. He hasn't been Me Too'd. He's doing our show next week. <laughs> oh, do you have some juice? <laughs> he hasn't no. been Me Too'd. <laughs> you sounded surprised. I just assume they all have. That's probably why he's keeping a low profile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that actually had repercussions because we had the idea and it was like, just, you know, we're always desperate for content. It's like, go, go to India. Fly to but India. that's amazing that you could just go there for a week for a set for one segment for the show. Yes, it was a different time budgetarily. Yeah. BC. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, we all also flew first class because we had to. I mean, yeah. It was, like, it was I. It was I was in a new level of premiership right. in American right. Airlines. Right. I, right. But I know the story you're about to tell. You should tell this story. Oh, just quickly. I, I dispute it. Oh. Oh. oh I mean, oh, I don't dispute no. the facts that you're saying, but okay. I think the guy. Well, well you say be it. My guy. Well, it's just simply. You, back there, we would never get permits to shoot anything. Like if we shot something in New York City, you just go out and shoot it, just steal it. No one cares. And cops in New York, 
when it comes to shooting stuff. Or, uh, they, they look they the other way. Oh, they do. They don't care. They kind of love it. Hey, if you need an extra, yeah. I'm right here. <laughs> uh, so uh, we didn't get permits to fly to India. And um, and you guys flew and, and shot it. And so we were looking into going to India um, recently, yeah. a few months ago. And they were holding up the permits, holding up the permits, holding up the shooting visas. And then all of a sudden, they were, some bureaucrat found in San Francisco at the Indian consulate was like, we found evidence that Conan sent someone there <laughs> in, in, to India in 2004 without the proper permits. Uh, okay. And we're saying – and they said no. They turned us down because of that. Okay. Because the, of you. The, the well, they delayed I, it. I, think they I heard that they were – that yes. you guys had said that they had said they were unhappy with it. Like uh, with the way we had done it or oh, something. Oh, well, that I don't know. Oh, no, no, but I, I, think I think it was, it was just, just misreported. I, I think oh. it was just and By the way, guys, Chalemi has a great story on this podcast about uh, not having the permits. Oh, right? for the toilet? Right. For the toilet and then yeah. the police helping out? All right. True listener. You True proved yes, you, you Wow, listen, right? okay. Come on. You listen this to a is, segment where you might have been mentioned. Okay, <laughs> fine. The other thing that happened in India was I think I almost broke a guy's leg because we were <gasps> oh. playing cricket. One of the bits was that we threw a cricket ball <laughs> at, the, at, the, at, the t- at the monitor. And then it was like hard to get the shot. And we had somebody trying to bowl the ball and they were doing it too slowly. And I was like, fine, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. And I pegged the ball and then it hit. There were like 50 kids gathered around and it hit a kid in the leg. And he was like, ow, ow, what the hell? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was really apologetic. And then our fixer was like, we have to go. Run now. <laughs> and then like, it's like a hard cut to us in the back of two Land Rovers driving off really quickly. From, from the field. From the field, from the cricket field. And an angry mob of people. Were they, were they? I did. He just had a bruise. Just to be clear, yeah, I didn't yeah. break somebody's leg. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were to see right. my physique, you'd know that was impossible. How heavy is a cricket ball? Eighty-two pounds. It's a, <laughs> a cricket ball is just like a it's hard. It's a medicine ball. It's a yeah, hard. It's hard. Ooh. Solid wood. It's almost like a croquet ball. Let me put it in terms Sweeney would understand. It's like yeah. a croquet ball. Ah, oh, no. Uh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not like a shuttlecock for badminton. No, it is not a shuttlecock. <laughs> badminton, actually, I think maybe the most played sport in the world. In the world, really? is that true? Mm. Wow. Mm, I, is it because it's played in, in China right and it's just China like and everyone? India. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Big populations. So yeah, the uh, so hanging out in your office was always fun. That was fun. And when any, Until the Conan came hours in, of the that morning. would be like a oh, real gosh. treat. Yes. yes. Um, did he play his guitar then? He was he did, but he was less guitar-y then. Yeah. Mostly he would <laughs> less guitar-y. Mostly he more would, verbal, more less verbal. Music. <laughs> he would come in and throw Komen around. He would like Michael Komen throw uh, Komen around. Right. Now he always has a writer that he needs to physically a abuse, little brother, punch and yeah. abuse. Michael yeah. Komen for years. For years. And and someone Certain writers are great foils. Like they, they act like, oh, well, you know, yeah, yeah he'll yeah. shrink up and go, what are you doing? And then, <laughs> spot on. Yeah, okay. Listen. No, I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah. It's basically that Conan is reenacting his own childhood, but where he's yeah. the bully and someone else. Is right, the right. He finally tried. It's One like time therapy. we were walking to the elevator bank on the sixth yeah. floor. We were just the three of us were walking. It was me, Conan, and Komen, mm-hmm. and we were talking about rehearsal, very you know seriously analyzing something. And then he just took Komen and threw 
blew him into a potted plant, <laughs> knocking the potted plant over. It was oh so dramatic. God. And I looked up and there was a camera <gasps> and I ran over to swing yeah. and I was like, we got to get this. Yes. We got to get the oh, footage. It's so funny. That's a great idea. Turns out none of the cameras at 30 Rock worked. Oh, They God. were like, yeah, yeah, that camera hasn't worked for show. years. It's all for oh, show. Oh, wow. Oh, no. So that was a whole new scary kind that, of thing yeah. to find out. That, well, There's uh, no evidence of any and then he would, doing. He would, ex- he would just play, like, go lean into, okay, I... Tor- I torture this writer, Michael Komen. So I remember we were doing a week of shows in Chicago. Uh-huh. And co- we were downstairs in this area where we were, our offices were going to be. And there was like a, a cage. A, there was literally a, a – it looked like – Oh, yeah. And did he lock him in the cage? He, was, he just said – we, we were scouting it. He sent a, the picture of the cage back to Michael Komen and said, this is where I'm going to lock you up uh. when we're in Chicago. And uh. he like <laughs> – Put him in there and lock just for a quick photo opportunity. Um, Here's a bit. Do you remember the bit, a total uh, Vigodal Eclipse of the Sun? Yes. That was, that was the, (laughs) was that your, was that that that, my bit? Oh, that was great. With With Abe Vigoda? With With Abe Vigoda. Vigoda. And the bit was there was going to be a total eclipse and I had this very clever thought process, which is total rhymes with Vigodal. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's the kind of (laughs) genius that you were probably looking for in my package. Of course. Yes. Yes. The kind of genius the law didn't get. Right. And we teased it out of you every day. Yes. (laughs) And uh, the basic idea, the pitch was that Abe would sit in front of a camera, that there's one camera, (laughs) and every 60 years in this specific studio, there's a total Vigodal eclipse (laughs) of camera two. Right, where he would block. He would block it, and that over the course of the the show, it would go from a partial uh, Vigodal eclipse. Inching into it, yeah. So the first funny thing that happened was I was talking to Abe backstage, and Abe said, Oh. He goes, So, uh, what am I thinking? Oh. <laughs> and I go, oh, he wanted his motivation. Yeah. I go, well, uh, you're kind of just sitting there, and the camera goes over. He goes, uh, uh-huh. but uh, what is my? What am I thinking in my brain? Oh. And I was like, well, you're the moon, and he goes, so I'm the moon. He needs you to write thoughts. <laughs> for him. So he did, and he was great. He was just yeah. the moon. So this is the, uh, maybe the only time I feel like, because the tough thing about being a writer is you might have on the show or any show where you don't have the final say is. You can never prove you're right. You know what I mean? Like you'll have an idea right. and you'll pitch it and then at rehearsal, Conan will change it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it'll work or it won't work, but you never have the satisfaction of going like, it would have worked better my way. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can say that, but you never know. Right. There was one time where I had a bit and the editors accidentally didn't cut one of the beats and the beat did well. So that oh. was one example oh, wow. where, oh. of course, I never said to Conan. Did, Conan, did right. he ever give no. it up? No. No. Uh, no. 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 I think he was like, I can't believe that stayed in. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. But- I the pitch the original pitch that Komen and I had for the Vigodal Eclipse of the Sun uh-huh. of the Moon was of the camera sorry was that it would last the entire episode because yes. it just felt yeah. like a thing which is and great Conan insisted it was one right segment one act, right. One act. and then so when he doesn't we came like back, things to in the post- bleed into other yes. right yeah. in the postmortem he was like it should have been the whole show oh really yep. I don't remember wow. that that's a rare rare and, very and rare as rare as you. a Vigodal and that's eclipse. why you remember it yeah. yes. <laughs> Which is not to say he's not a good guy. No. No, no, but. No, it's great. And the other thing in rehearsal, no you're saying it. it's hard to get your, he's mic'd. Yes. And, and you're like, you know, mm-hmm. the writers are kind of sitting there and it's just like, oh man, this is, 
Well, also, if you wanted to get into it, it's a, uh, he's got a PA system to go after you. Yes, and also he's, studio. You know, it's hilarious. A standard deviation funnier than any other human. So oh, there's like, that too. Yeah, you, and you're not gonna. And yes, and faster taller. and if, if, more uh, certainly in that setting, also right. more alpha than anybody yes. else. So there's no chance. I also feel like he pull. Yeah, like if you if you start going and then you're getting in good shots, it's almost like he's like it's almost like hitting a bear. It's worse. It's like, uh, you, okay. Oh, you. Oh, like he'll he'll yeah. literally. Go, you can see his eyes go. Oh, okay. You want to oh, play? Yeah. play? Watch this. I was it, never even in the position no. of hitting the bear. Yeah, I was. I was just being mauled by the bear. <laughs> right, right, right. Preempt, Conan, I, would, I just mauling. curl into a ball and pretend I'm dead already. <laughs> Conan never had like I always. He had a sort of different abusive bit with every writer. Yeah. I feel like, and I what feel like he yours? never had one with me, yeah. and I always uh, wanted one. I can uh, totally uh, imagine like being the child. This is going to sound horrible. I was going to say right. having like two siblings who are abused by your parents and wanting to be abused. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Was this thing with you? <laughs> was this oh, thing with you? You didn't blink your eyes. Yeah, he said I didn't right. blink my eyes. So that was it. Oh, you well, so now yeah. that was your but bit. He rarely said that. Mostly, we would just talk about cholesterol. Right. Because my parents wrote books on lowering cholesterol. You were He's obsessed with in cholesterol. Oh, yeah. I was not obsessed with it. He'd yes. call me into his office. Every day he'd be like, you should be eating buffalo burgers. <laughs> okay, I got into bison burgers. They're bison very burgers. low fat. They are buffalo. You were right. Mm. I, he'd call me into his office and he'd press the closed door button, the lower button. Right. Oh. And uh, I should probably <laughs> stop talking now. No, no. And he would. Uh, he had. A, he did it in a Mr. Burns kind of funny way. Right. 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 Uh, and then he would say, "Here are my numbers," and he would show me his cholesterol numbers. Oh. And that right. was kind of our bit. Did you guys? Yeah. Oh, seriously. Yeah. But he'd seriously show me his numbers. Talk to you about. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was. His cholesterol was a big issue back then. Yes. I, I'm mm. assuming he worked it out because I haven't heard him yeah, talk no, about he it. Yeah, no, he totally worked it out. I think he'd ages. already worked it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always wanted, I sort of wanted a real bit. I wanted yeah, to be thrown I know around what you by mean. him. It's not too late. Just, we could, <laughs> I think it is. You could come back to work just and we'll try to get him to come up I would with love a, to come back. I, the hours are way better now, aren't they? What they are. You, are. Yeah, but yeah, what, are I mean, better. what are they what are compared to Brooklyn like? Nine-Nine? Yeah, what's that like? We're in season seven, so we're way better than we were. But yeah. in seasons one through three, I would say we were there every night uh, of the week. We didn't mm-hmm. ever work on weekends. Right. But every night of the week until nine. Mm-hmm. And then on the night before a table read, we were easily there until one or two in the morning. Wow. But now I'd say we get dinner once or twice a week. And then the night before a table read, we'll be there until 8, 9, or 10. Okay, okay wow. yeah. So it's not, not as bad as it was. I'm there later because then I have to edit the show. Right. Yeah. So that's the Do you track. still enjoy doing that? I do. That's a lot. That's also like Andy Samberg is great and right. super smart and and very much a producer on the show. And he does a very complete passive notes on every script. So it's also a right. fun thing because it feels more collaborative mm-hmm. with Andy. That's great. That's yeah. great. What was it like to have that dramatic turnaround where you thought the show was going away. And then, I mean, yeah. that's a, a fantastic, uh, to so, me, yeah. I always wanted to ask you, what was it like to go through that? So, I mean, just in case. And, and explain, just, please explain. Yeah. So yeah. we were on Fox for five years. Yes. And we have always done well on Hulu and we've always yeah. done fine, but we were not like a smash ratings hit. Uh-huh. And But very, I, I think, Acclaimed in the comedy Absolutely. community. Well, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but yeah, when I show that, like, yes. that, that comedians love. Yes. yes. Well, and Fox decided to change their business model. They got rid of all single camera comedies and yeah. they canceled us. And uh, there was this. And so for the first thing I should say is, like, as dramatic as it was to the outside world, we kind of had indications 
in the weeks leading up that they might cancel oh, us. Right. And if they do, there's a chance that either Hulu will pick us up or Netflix or maybe NBC. Oh, oh, right. So there's a little bit oh, of like, good. for me, yeah. it was a little bit buffered. Okay. Um, and then there was this crazy, wonderful outcry yeah. from, the, yes. from our fans. From Twitter and, yeah. From Twitter. Was that? Uh, that was the most gratifying like? thing. That yes. was like, amazing. You, you, I finally felt seen. I mean, it right. really was yeah. amazing. And right. my wife was kind of like, this is it. Best of both worlds. Yeah. You don't have to do the show. Uh, and you found out that, that everybody <laughs> loved it. Yeah. And I, was like, I totally agree. I, would, uh, yeah. and I was great. sort of on that train. Uh, and right. then, um, and then also like Lin-Manuel Miranda, there was this celebrity mm-hmm. Mark Hamill. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they right. became the guardians of the nine, nine. They called themselves. Uh, and then they were, that's amazing. Which was great. It was amazing. And like, I'm on a weird Twitter's text so weird. chain with tattoos. Guardians yeah. of the Nine Nine. Yeah, if they don't get tattoos, they're right. not real fans. <laughs> Sorry, you're on a chain uh, with, uh, with like, uh, with Mark Hamill and uh, and oh Lin Manuel Miranda, oh like a tweet chain yeah. or whatever, like wow. a private DM thing, which was um, unbelievable. But um, so then they finally told me. Yeah. I've said this before, but it's true. I was in the bathroom when they told me. <laughs> I got the call, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Wait, can you curse on this? Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck this, motherfucker. Yeah. No, I was like, I'm going to take <laughs> the call. You, and then you flushed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, hold on a second. And I made yeah. it so that they could hear. Oops, I FaceTimed. <laughs> um, and uh, that's when they told me. And then immediately we went into overdrive trying to shop the show. And yeah. really – the studio, it's so boring well, and show busy, no, but they no, wanted to save it. And then yeah. Bob Greenblatt had ran NBC. He, right. was the, he ran NBC for years and years yes. and years. And he, NBC was the, all four networks in theory bid on the show in the very beginning when we first pitched it. But NBC didn't really want it. They kind of let it go because they had the right to just buy it. Because yeah, we were right. NBC studios for NBC. That's Got what's it. confusing, so, yes. And Bob Greenblatt always said, or forever afterwards said he thought that was a mistake. And I really thought it was just lip service that he was just saying Of course. Um, And then he called up and he was like, I really think it was a mistake. I want the show. And I I thought there's no way NBC picks up another show, like a network picking up another show, the failed show or whatever, canceled show. And uh, there were like, it was so show busy. I was like at my daughter's a track meet and I was on the phone with agents and lawyers and they're like trying to make numbers work. And then they're like, hold on, Hulu dropped out. Hulu dropped out. And I'm like, oh no, Hulu yeah. dropped out. Right. And then they're like, can you do the show for this much? Can you do the show with this many episodes? And and then the studio's like, just say yes, just say yes, say yes to anything. And then it was a back and forth. They were, Bob was still deciding. Bob was still deciding. It was that night. It was like eight o'clock and, I, and Bob was really loved Broadway and like a spectacle. Right. So I was like, hey, what if we secret, what if he secretly picks us up and then we fly, he secretly flies Andy to the upfront, which is the big oh, reveal of all uh-huh. the schedule. In New York. And then he says, and then Andy like wanders on stage and goes, I think I'm lost. And then Bob goes, no, you're, you found your new home or something stupid oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, right. And uh, the, one of the producers on the show, David Miner, who's a really smart guy, right. was like, uh, yeah, you know what? That's a fun idea, but let's not pitch anything. We'll wait until tomorrow morning. Like it's over for the night. Right. And this was the day. This was like the Thursday before the Monday that was upfront. So it's like really right up against it. Yeah. Right. And then I was like, okay. When, when they 
have to decide when they have to decide decide. or take over, take your show on. Yeah, because they got to make their powerpoints. That's right. And And then, so I was like, I guess I'm going to go to bed. I guess I'm not going to know what's going on. And then 15 minutes later, I just got an email that said, a text that said, Bob said yes. Wow. Wow. And then we coordinated this. And and he liked the pitch? He he didn't do the pitch. Oh, oh, that's such a great idea. They were like, there's no way to keep anything secret. So then we did a big big thing. And it was really fun. The tough thing is for the network, it's like we're a first year show. You know, they're right. like right. getting to know each other. They want to give so notes. Exci- and no, they, right. they're oh. totally good about that. Just like excitement wise. Right. They're like, okay. you're doing episode right. one. And right. we're like, right. we're doing episode 126. Right. Yeah. So it's just. Then that's a nice way to go into a new network. Where it it's is. like, yes. guys, uh, oh, it's I think we have this. And the, yeah, it's great. The, so, they've been great. So you got the word on a like a Friday or th- and then you, so you had to fly to New York. Then I flew to New York. That's ex- really exciting. Yeah, that it was is really exciting. The other fun thing was, and again, this is like very insidery and probably unrelatable, but like when you take a show to the upfronts, uh-huh. normally, normally uh-huh. it's a new show. They don't usually, come, you go in your first year, maybe your second year. Right. Otherwise you're just sort of on the air and you're not, they don't put you in front of the media in the same right. way. And the cast just doesn't know each other. Right. So it's like, it's fun, but you're, and you're on the red carpet and you're having fun, but you don't really know each other. Right. And this to be a, a sixth year show that had gone through this massive drama and then to go, it was so fun. Yeah, it was like great they, chemistry. They have such great yeah. chemistry. It must They're have just, been a big celebration. It was just, yeah. that's, that's it was great. wonderful. It that's was really great. great. It was like, you know, that moment where you get hired before you actually have to start the job. It's like the right. best part of a job. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was oh like my that. God. Yes. Oh yeah. And then you start the job. And, <laughs> it's, yeah. when, and on Conan, I got hired and then there was like a two-month wait oh, wow. to start. And it was the best Why two was that? I think we decided, I think I needed to do something. You and needed then, to go to the first few well, then months it felt, of law school. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just had to try it out. Right. <laughs> I had to see how I did on torts. A few yeah. lectures and some property classes. Um, some pre- civil procedure. Nice. Um, but I think, and then we were like, it's just weird to start the week before the 10th anniversary. It just felt oh, like right, the right. 10th anniversary start, felt yes. like the For start of a new era. It was, and there, it was a separate yeah. thing that yes. was being thrown together. Mm-hmm. But Probably. it was great. I mean, that was like the best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know you ha- that you're going to be employed, but then you are Yeah, and on like vacation. at a dream job. Yeah. So, I, so when I, so the law school thing was, yes. I had given myself a year. I yes. ended up quitting last call. I applied, I had applied weeks before. Sweeney notoriously took a long time to read applications and make decisions about them. Notoriously. Well, Notoriously. Let, let us tell Not you how long mm. they've been reading packets for yeah. Yeah. another hire yeah. here. If you, if you applied to, to Conan in, let's say, 2014 and you haven't heard anything, guess what? You're, st- <laughs> you're, you're still in you're the still mix. Very much yeah. in the mix. Don't ever give up. Anyone who's applied in the last <laughs> yeah. 30 years. Don't move on. Yeah. Uh, Don't do anything else. Um, <laughs> Dan, it's called due diligence. I'm sorry, but I really uh-huh, want to uh-huh. give everyone... Uh, there uh, way, it takes a long time to read eight trillion. Look, I think it's the hardest. I how really dare you. think the hardest. And part you of read packets now. I read pack, it's yeah. so different. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how you did it. I really don't. Oh, you know, nice turn on a dime there. No, no, <laughs> I'm not. Be, I'm not even. It's like for what we read are. Um, you read spec scripts. pilots. Oh, right. Is it pilots. spec scripts no, it's again? Oh, okay. I wish it were spec scripts. Okay. I actually think that would be more. Because I, th- I had heard a rumor that that might be coming back, but it's I'm not. trying to okay. get it back. But okay, I'm, but I'm in the. <laughs> Do you want to? Ex- why don't you explain? Okay, so when people apply to a, get a job on a sitcom, yes, in the olden days, they were told to write what's called a spec script of an existing show. So what they would do is they would write an episode of Friends, yeah, or Cheers, or, or Cheers, or what, yeah. right? That obviously hadn't 
existed. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they would just be copying down an episode. Pretty fun idea. Yeah. But <laughs> they would, and then you would read, they would usually have that and maybe what's called an original pilot, which right. is obviously an idea that they came up with on their own. So the advantage as a showrunner who's reading one of these scripts is the job of a writer on a show is to adapt their voice and bring something of their own to the show, to but existing to an existing character yeah. and world, and to also surprise show you, you in a way. Surprise like, you! Oh, this is a but also a nice to addition. show you that they can write your character right. right in and yeah. that right. world. Now it's become just original stuff, mm-hmm. and the reason I think is partly because. We live in a world where there are billion shows. No, because they would sign these. Yeah, because we have a billion shows, so you could write a pilot that that your reps could sell. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why waste your time writing something that won't sell? Right. Also, there are a billion shows. So what show do you choose to write a, a spec right. of? But the problem is, the hardest episode of any television show to write is the pilot. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the skill of writing a pilot is not the skill of being. A staff writer at all. It's right. like a hundred percent different. You have to lay all this pipe, the, yeah. all the, all yes. the plot, it's all exposition. And, uh, it's the least all funny exposition. episode mm-hmm. of the yes. show. Yes, and Always. you have to set up right all the characters. Mm-hmm. So I find it completely useless. Yeah. I really hate it. I mean, it would really be like if somebody was applying to Conan and they were like, they the packet involved them coming up with a new late night show for a for a host of their choice. Right. Who's not Conan? Yeah. It's like, well, right. What's the point of that? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> you have to invent that makes a, sense. a host character. <laughs> right. Well, let's talk about this a little because you left um, – when you left Conan, it was – was it to immediately go to Parks and Rec? Yeah. Well, it was – I was asked to – I, like, sent my – I knew Mike Schur, the guy mm-hmm. who I – You went solo to school created, together? Right, oh, okay. Nine Nine with. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yes, I, we went to school together. We did a lot of comedy in school together. Oh. And then he had been on The Office for years, and he uh-huh. said – he said he liked my script, and he said the office. Had you written an office script? I wrote an office. Okay, script, yeah, which I actually am pretty proud of. I yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> still holds up. Still holds up. I mean, I haven't read it in years, so it definitely holds up in my imagination. But um, he was like, "They're hiring on the office, and we're hiring for a show that." I'm being him when I say this. Greg Daniels mm-hmm. and I create, uh-huh. are creating. Uh-huh. And so, well, mostly Greg Daniels, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Mike. When will Mike get his shot? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I flew out. So first of all, the most difficult thing was, like, I, I had to tell Conan that I was uh, yeah. going right. to potentially leave the show. Yeah. And I was nervous to do that because I really loved working here so much. Right. And I remember telling him, and I had waited to the last possible moment. For some reason, it was a really hard week. Something bad happened. I really don't remember what. And Conan was in, in a rarely bad mood. Uh-huh. And uh, it was after the show, yeah. and, and I had to tell him, and you were, oh, no. and Sweeney was like, just, I think now's the time. And then I told him, and he had been, like, some guest had screwed something up. Something uh-huh. had screwed up. Yeah. And he was immediately incredibly gracious. Yes. Oh. And he was like, um, I will call Greg. I'll say nice things. Uh-huh. Let me, like it was, it, I was so nervous yeah. to tell him. Um, anyway, then I flew out there and I interviewed for both of them, and so did my old writing partner from the Daily Show, this guy Charlie Grandy. Uh-huh. And then they offered us both jobs, and they were kind of like, "Which would you rather do?" Although I don't know wow. that it was really yeah. our choice. And I said I'd rather do the new show because I thought it was better to get in on the ground floor. And he wanted That's to do smart. the Office, which was great uh-huh. for him. Um, but then. After that, they hired Amy Poehler, and Amy Poehler was pregnant, and the guaranteed 13 episodes on the air that we were going to do got pushed back, and and it was uh, reduced to six. Oh, wow. Wow. And so I had quit 
basically, yeah. Ryan. And my wife had quit her job as a lawyer at a hedge fund, right. which was far more lucrative than my job. And then very nicely, Sweeney and Conan let me stay for an extra month uh, at Conan. And then I went out there and I worked on the office. They oh, gave me a job great. in the office for for a month. That was a very long-winded answer of saying yes. Basically, yeah. I started at Parks and Rec, but there was a little bit of the office before, mm-hmm. which was great. It was like a boot camp. They're right. It was such an amazing writing staff at the office. Oh, yeah. I We shot a – Conan did an Emmy opening where he yes. dropped in all these shows. And just being there – for two hours, uh, we were all just blown away by the – or it was a little beehive. Performers, writers, wow. uh, you know, a lot of the performers were writers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Mindy were in And they just all were and working and brainstorming a script. And it was so Well, that so was all impressive. for show. It was. Yeah, it was. They'd scripted it before. It was. Yeah. <laughs> and Greg Daniels, who who created the U.S. version of The Office, was yeah. – Years ago, Conan's uh, had a writing partner. They were writing partners. Yeah, oh, yeah. and they are still very There's close. There's a lot of they are uh, very synchronicity close there. There is. Yeah. We probably have to wind this up. I know. Oh, I, I hope that was okay. Is no, it? That oh was, my god, this is amazing. We, oh, I feel like we barely. But we didn't talk about. Oh, um, yes, yes. St- the s- stuff that you did with uh, our current president. Oh well, I did very little. Oh, okay. I was more asking right. beforehand. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to leave that. So <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, I was just before we started on the air. Believe it or not, there was some conversation that was not recorded. Right. Yes. And we were talking. I was saying, didn't we do a ton of bits with Trump? And yes. I remember I did one bit where we went to his office. Right. I felt like I think I've been proven wrong, but I felt like it was a response to the state of the show. But I think it might have been a different one. So right. Conan used to do a state of the show. And oh, then we would have and a he rebuttal. did the rebuttal. Right. But I don't think it turned out to be that. We had McCain do one, and I flew to Washington for that. And I think the rebuttal, it was we flew all the way to Washington, and McCain just, just said, to, to yeah. have him say, Conan's Too a butthead. Okay. <laughs> uh, great. Wonderful. I love it. R.I.P. Um, but with Trump, all I remember is that that office was so cheap. Tacky. Yeah. Tacky and cheap. It was like... A New York, it was very specific if you mm-hmm. live in New York, it was like going into any kind of crappy New York real estate office. Or a chiropractor's yeah. office. It was like yeah. really low rent. Like I've crappy heard that. wood paneling. Yep. And that he was gruff and kind of an asshole. Very gruff. Yeah. I had to shoot something there once. And and also, anytime he was in the press, everything was framed yes. on the wall. But you'd have like, you know, uh, Business Weekly in a gilt gold yes. Yes. Ro- Rococo frame. But, but one the, of the gold prefab is flaking one. off. Yeah, and it's right. like yeah. a prefab <laughs> one. And it's like the, the clipping doesn't quite fit. No. And it's yellowing uh. and curled. Yeah, like he did it himself that yeah. morning. <laughs> he was, I got to do everything. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> and and we, I remember, I always felt bad. I had to tape something for Andrew Weinberg, funny writer. It was where so Trump, Trump bought the show. And it was his makeover of the co- of late night. Yes, and I went there to 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 have him do the lines, and he did one take. And I, I in my mind, I'm like, well, okay, you know, I'll have him do it again because his eye line wasn't great. Oh yeah. And then I said, okay, can we just do it again? But we're going to move the cards weren't truly under. It's like that's it. Yeah, it was. It was just like, please, you know, you're a lightweight. Get out. He wouldn't do another take, and I was like, damn. One uh, of those late night sessions. I'm he sorry. Was very Trump no, no, no. One no, of those late night um, clutch cargo sessions. There yes. was a Trump. We were doing a Trump clutch cargo. Clun- Kevin Dorf. Clutch cargo is where uh, usually always Robert Smigel would do. We'd have a cutout picture of the famous person's face, Smigel. We'd have a wipe, and he'd do the voice, and you'd see his lips move. And yeah. sometimes we'd be there really late at night trying Those to come up with a joke. Very late nights. And I remember Kevin Dorf sitting there. I don't remember Another what the writer. setup is, but I do think, yeah, Kevin Dorf, very funny writer, Chicago improviser. He, all of a sudden, he was talking, they were talking about Melania, and he goes, uh, something, something. Just steps from the taint. 
All right, that was our show. That was Dan Gore. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, that was so fun. And we will good stories. Yeah, and we'll be back. We will. You can't get rid of us. That's right. We're like cockroaches. It's uh, we're everywhere. In your ears. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Anyway, have a good week. Thank you. Like you. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. 